Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. What's up, listeners? Welcome to another episode of Thinking Outside the Boombox. My name is Ahmad, and I am your host. It is Wednesday, November 29th, and Thinking Outside the Boombox is back, baby! (laughs) Welcome to Thinking Outside the Boombox, your number one source for hip-hop and R&B news. I am very, very excited for today's episode As always, I'm going to give you a song of the week. We're going to jump into the press play segment. I'm going to keep you hip to some, you know, some music, some videos and performances that you should check out. And in the Dig Deeper segment for today's episode, I will be discussing the 60th annual Grammy Award nominations. They were released just yesterday. Um, I'm going to be discussing the nominations in the big four categories, the R&B and the rap categories, a couple miscellaneous categories, as well as giving my predictions. So that's for later in the episode. Keep it locked with me and we'll get to that. But first, let me start you off with a song of the week. The song of the week for this week's episode comes from... Uh, the new Fabulous and Jadakiss project. Now, they were planning on putting out a Freddy vs. Jason project with Fabulous being Freddy, Jadakiss, of course, being Jason. Um, around Halloween, that never happened. It didn't come out. So, you know, they didn't want to scrap all of the concepts. So um, it came out this past Friday, and they changed the name to Friday on Elm Street, and it's still, you know, they still keeping a decent amount of the, you know, Halloween, Halloween, Freddy vs. Jason scary concept. But, you know, whatever. We'll, we'll pretend that it's Halloween and go back. Whatever. But the project that Fab and Jada dropped is actually dope. Um, they got um, some decent 
cameos and features. You know, Tiana Taylor's on it. Uh, French Montana. Uh, Future. They got, you know, they got some nice, some nice features. And so the song of the week for this week is Talk About It from that project. Talk About It is Fab, Jada, and it features Tiana Taylor. And, you know, whenever Tiana Taylor and Fabulous get on a song together, it's going to be tight. They had a joint off of, I think it was one of Tiana Taylor's uh, projects called Complicated, and it was a dope song. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about Talk About It. So... In this song, Fab and Jada get political. You know, they're talking about the current climate in the back in the black community, like socially and politically. And Tiana Taylor does the hook, and you know, they sample "Can We Talk" by uh, Tevin Campbell throughout the entire song. And then later, Tiana, you know, interpolates it. It's a dope song. You know, it's it's nice. We've heard Jada kiss. You know, get a little political and and deliver social commentary you know one of his most popular songs is why which is that's exactly what that song is but you know i i personally haven't heard that a lot from fab and they they both definitely deliver um on this track and so the song of the week is talk about it by fabulous jada kiss and tiana taylor from their most recent project friday on elm street Welcome back to Thinking Outside the Boombox. Let's jump into the press play segment. As you know, the press play segment is separated into three parts. Things you should check out. That's where I give you, you know, the music videos, uh, the freestyles, the new songs, the performances that in hip-hop and R&B that you should check out. Next is the rumor mill and the announcements. And then finally, the upcoming or recently released projects where I talk to you about some albums, mixtapes that were released or that are coming up that I think are worth your attention. So first, let's jump into the things that you should check out. Uh, a few music videos that are worth your attention. Uh, ASAP Ferg has a song with Meek Mill um, called Trap in a Dream off of ASAP Ferg's project Still Striving. Uh, now, as we know, Meek Mill is, you know, currently set to serve two to four years in jail. Um, so, you know, this music video being put out is very timely. You know, it's keeping, you know, Meek's name and his music um, in the forefront. But the Trap in the Dream video is pretty dope. It's pretty dope. Um, first of all, the song, first of all, the album is dope. If you haven't heard Still Striving by ASAP Ferg, you definitely need to check that out. He killed it. And this song is definitely one of the standouts off that project. And the music video is definitely dope. So you want to check that out. Uh Gucci Man put out a music video for his song Curve that features The Weeknd. Um, and he took the whole Gucci clone rumors to a whole nother level. The music video features like eight to ten like clones of The Weeknd and Gucci as they like rap and sing their verses of the song. So it's a dope concept for the video. You definitely want to check that out. Uh, Gucci, uh, sorry, not Gucci, 21 Savage, 2121, he uh, released a music video for Bank Account. Um, which is, you know, definitely one of the best songs of the year, one of the trap bangers of the year. Um, and the video takes on a concept of its own. It features um, Mike Epps, um, who it's it's kind of like a short film 
Um, and that Mike Epps is in it, and he plays, you know, like a dude who stumbles onto this music video shoot, but he thinks it's real. It's this dudes with guns and stuff like that. It's it's kind of got like a meta concept, but it's very funny, and it gets across the point of the song. It's a dope video. You should check that out. Um, so Iman Shumpert is a basketball player for the Cleveland Cavaliers, um, but he also raps on the side. Um, and you know, there's a there's a few basketball players that do that, and that are actually good. Iman Shumpert is one of them. And recently, he was on uh, Hot 97 with Funk Flex, and he decided to deliver some bars. And I'll let you hear for yourself and decide if they're you know up to par. I dropped post 90s when I did, they ignored it, so I went back to the dark. But now I'm glowed, they'll support it right. I could afford it, I finally got me some jewelry, but I ain't pay a dime. All y'all shine cost a fortune. I've been in the sweats with white guys in the office wearing three piece suits just to chop about the profits. Facing new decisions like I'm opting out of options, trying to tread the internet without reading all this gossip. But I do though, <laughs> and they tried it. Substance abuse soon. They got my head spinning like mellow off the jab with the left hand. They treat me like a stepson, like ain't no sweat on my headband. They ain't spilt blood when it mattered. They still fibbing on the cameras like I'm supposed to have manners. My nephew steady asking, why you got your shirt off? Cause I've been with the field niggas, I can't get the dirt off. I've been with the real niggas, dicing old English. Stepping on 300 with paper cuts in my fingers. But that's my old English, cause Junie father different. The crib look like a building, and we ain't done building. It ain't no chandeliers here, we ain't got a ceiling. The needle getting long now, we ain't got a feeling. So yeah, Iman Shumper has bars. Um, you'll definitely want to check out that video. As you know, everything I talk about in the uh, press play segment will be featured on the Thinking Outside the Boombox podcast newsletter. You can get that newsletter in two ways. Number one, you go to thinkingoutsidetheboombox.com. Uh, on the side of the site, you'll see a place where you can put in your email address. You put in your email address, you will get the newsletter delivered to your email inbox uh, weekly. Number two, you can just go to thinkingoutsidetheboombox.com and the newsletters are all on the site under the newsletters tab. So, you know, all of this is at your fingertips, people. So, next up, uh, Anderson Pack. Um, you know, he was in this group with Knowledge called No Worries. They put out a project called Yes Lord last year. Um, so now they released just last week uh, remixes to Yes Lord. So every song um, they redid with like a different beat and stuff like that. And it's pretty tight. So if you were into Anderson Pack, if you're into Knowledge, if you're into No Worries and you like that Yes Lord project, you would definitely like this. So check that out as well. Um in the podcast newsletter, I have one of the songs they redid, which was Suede. But the whole project is out now. Um, NPR does this thing called Tiny Desk. I've talked about that a few times on the podcast. Where, you know, they bring an artist to their office building. And the artist performs, like, an intimate, like, three or four songs for, you know, the NPR co-workers. And they videotape it. They record it. And it goes out to all their NPR, uh, you know, uh, NPR mediums and all of that. So Amine was on Tiny Desk recently. Um, he shut it down. He put together uh, a dope performance. He did Spice Girl, Caroline, Slide, Wedding Crashers. Um, so Amine's out here. He's getting his name out here. You know, he's he's no he's no rookie anymore. So he's out here. You know, promoting and his Good for You project was one of the best of the year. So. Um, 
uh, definitely check out the Tiny Desk performance that he did. Um, next up, Miguel's album War and Leisure is coming out this Friday. He released a song called Come Through and Chill from it before. He recently released the remix, which features J. Cole. The song is dope. It was originally dope before J. Cole hopped on it. Then J. Cole hopped on it, started the song with a verse, and and killed it. You know, J. Cole and Miguel, they've worked together like three, four times now. So they've got chemistry. But then, then J. Cole added a second verse at the end of the song. Um, and now, now, remind you, the name of the song is Come Through and Chill. Um, so then J. Cole added a second verse that got a little off topic. So, yeah, I mean, you know, both of Cole's verses were good. You know, you know, I always like Cole to talk about, um, you know, what's going on, you know, in society. But this just didn't seem like the song where that particular verse belonged. The first verse was great. Like, he didn't, you know, he was on topic. But I don't know. It just kind of seemed like he was like, yo, I really need to get this message out. And I'm not putting out any music anytime soon. So, yo, Miguel, I'm going to talk about it on the second verse. Uh, but either way, you know. First verse is tight. Miguel is dope. And, you know, even though it was off topic, the verse was still tight. So definitely check out the remix um, of Come Through and Chill by Miguel. His album's out this Friday. Um, next thing you should check out, if you remember, Frank Ocean put out two projects last year, Blonde and Endless. Endless uh, was strictly through Apple Music um, uh, and was in the form of, you know, a video. You could only listen to it by watching the video. Um, unless you were, you know, knew some ways to finesse that like I did. Um, but now Endless is out on CD, vinyl, and even cassette, if that's how you, sorry, not cassette, VHS, if that's how, you know, you want to experience it. Um, if you can go to blonded.co, you can also get that in the newsletter and you can purchase the album, uh, on CD. So that's definitely dope because I think Endless was a dope project on its own. Um, I'm pretty sure it made my top 20 album list from last year. So you definitely want to check that out. Finally, in the things you should check out, SZA released a video for Gogina off of her Control Project. And the whole video is like her in a forest with a dude in a bass guitar. And she's just performing this, the acoustic version of the song like live like on the video. So it's a pretty dope concept for the video. And Gogina is one of the standout records on Control, um, which just received some Grammy nominations. We'll talk about that a little later. Um, so definitely check that out. Rumor Meal and Announcements. Um, number one, ASAP Rocky and French Montana said that they might have a joint album coming soon. So if you are, you know, fans of both of those artists, you definitely want to listen to that. And I mean, ASAP hasn't put anything out in a while. So anything will be welcome, my guy. Um, Chance and Jeremiah, if you remember around this time last year, they put out a project called Merry Christmas, Little Mama. Um, it was only on SoundCloud. Um, and it was like Christmas jams, but you know, with the, that Chicago vibe, um, and it's dope. I just listened to it last week and it's still, it's still bangs. Um, but they apparently are planning to turn it into like a separate album. And hopefully I, I would guess within the next like two weeks, um, they want to release it this year. So it's on album and maybe there's some new songs on there, some new collaborations. So that would be dope. Um, because you know, I would love for it to just be in Apple music or Spotify. So I don't have to keep going to SoundCloud to listen to it, but you know, you know, I'll, I'll take it however I can get it. Um, Pharrell, uh, this was very interesting. Pharrell has made a song for 2117. 
And by that, I mean the year 2117. So a hundred years from now, Pharrell has made a song that will not be listened to, won't be released until a hundred years from now. He linked up with some dude named Louis the Thirteenth um, to create a song called "A Hundred Years," and apparently, it won't see the light of day until twenty one seventeen. Um, and it's like it, the record. Apparently, they said it it has to be preserved. So if it, they say if it isn't damaged by water and preserved to its intended date, then people will get to hear it, but it's quite possible that that won't happen. So, I mean, <laughs> there's nothing we can do about that because, uh, you know, 2117 is 100 years from now. I don't think many of us, unless we're lucky, will live to that point. But what you can do to make sure that your... um your your children your your children's children can listen to that song keep this podcast on their minds you know what i mean like you know keep pass this podcast down to them be like yo this is you should listen to this this will keep you keep you keep you hip to the to, to what's going on in in hip hop and r&b and then maybe they'll listen to this episode and be like oh snaps pharrell is releasing a song in like two years, it's 2115. In two years, he'll be releasing this song. Thanks, Ahmad, host of Thinking Outside the Boombox. Past Ahmad, I appreciate your efforts for letting us know about that. So let this live on so that they can hear the song called 100 Years, which will probably be super outdated by then. But, you know, let let them live their best life. You feel me? Um, moving on. Uh, <laughs> Little Wayne is apparently supposedly releasing dedication six uh soon uh it was supposed to come out for a november release but i haven't seen it so you know hopefully um it hasn't been delayed by too much and we get it for the end of the year because you know I i could use some i could use some new wayne i really couldn't um, so we'll see if Dedication 6 drops before the end of the year. Um, music out of the Good Music Camp. Apparently Kanye West is executive producing all albums by all of the Good Music artists. Uh, all of all of the Good Music artists' next albums, he will be executive producing. You know, he just EP'd Sci High to Prince's project, No Dope on Sundays, which is a dope project. You should check that out. But apparently he will also be executive producing Big Sean's next album, Kid Cudi's next album, even though he's not with good music uh, anymore. Obviously, Pusha T's next album, King Push, um, as well as probably a couple other artists. So it'll be interesting to see what all of those projects sound like, what Kanye West getting back behind the boards. Um, Culture 2 by Migos is coming early 2018. Uh, it's around the time they put out the project Culture One uh, this year, so they're staying on track. And you know they're gonna give us, you know, some straight bangers um, led by the single Motorsports. So look out for that. Um, and that is all for the uh, announcements in the rumor mill. So upcoming and recently released albums. Um, it's been a couple weeks since we had an episode. So since then, Cameron released. Uh, the program, uh, a mixtape uh, where he takes some shots at, well, quote unquote shots at Kanye, definite shots at Mace, uh, Cameron being Cameron, check that out. T-Pain put out his Oblivion album, Jaden Smith released Sire, 
Talib Kweli released Radio Silence. Um, the Yes Lord remixes were released by No Worries, which is Anderson Pac and Knowledge. Fabulous and Jadakiss released Friday on Elm Street. And now uh, releasing this Friday, Roy Woods from OVO is releasing his project Say Less. Miguel is releasing War and Leisure. Um, on the 15th of December, it has been confirmed, Eminem will be releasing Revival. And on the same day, NERD will be releasing their album, uh, No One Really Dies. Um, and the track list for that looks looks nice. They already released the single Lemon featuring Rihanna. Um, but they've got a song with Gucci and Wale. They've got a song with Future. they got a song with Kendrick. they got another song with Kendrick and M.I.A. Andre 3000's on a song. Ed Sheeran's on a song. So N.E.R.D. is trying to come back with a bang. So definitely want to check that out. So that is all for the Press Place segment. Uh, after a short break, I'll be right back with the Dig Deeper segment. This is where I discuss, you know, some of the more polarizing topics in hip hop and R and B, um, some of the more, you know, big topics, you know, the more in depth topics. So this week, uh, I will be discussing the 60th annual Grammy Awards. They will be taking place um, on January 28th, I believe, and I believe they're going to be in Brooklyn. Um, but this is the 60th. Um, anniversary, so, you know, the Grammys are, you know, hyping that up, it's a big deal, um, they just released the nominations for the Grammys, and I am very excited, because I've talked a lot about this on the podcast, um, the Grammys are known for, you know, you know, really making poor decisions when it comes to who wins the Grammys, who's nominated for the Grammys, um, you know, they they tend to leave out um, the people who deserve the awards most. Um, you know, the diversity in some of the categories has been lacking. Um, it was not as bad as, you know, the Oscars for the past, or like a couple years ago. But, you know, it wasn't the best. But... Um, the Grammys has been changing. You know, last year um, they changed the rules so that independent artists can be nominated for Grammys. Chance was nominated for like seven and won three, so that was a big deal. Um, this year they they took it a step further. So let's just I'm gonna talk about the nominees in the big four categories as well as all the rap and R&B categories, and then I'm also going to give my predictions. So the eligibility period for this year's Grammys was from October 1st of last year to September 30th of this year. So you're going to hear some albums that you're like, ah, that was last year, wasn't it? And it's because of the way their eligibility period works. Um, I don't know why they can't just... I mean, I'm sure it takes time to get all the nominations and... Um, you know, actually deciding the winners and all that ready for the show in January. So they leave some months, you know, before that to do all of that. That's why the period ends in September. 
Um, but, you know, most people are like, why don't you just go January to December? But I'm guessing if they stopped in December, they wouldn't be able to have the show at end of January, early February like they usually do. Um, and maybe that's just when they really want it. I don't know. I, I can't explain that. But leading the pack in nominations this year. Oh, man, so black. I, I just love I just love seeing this. Um, leading the nomin- the Grammy nominations this year. Jay-Z with eight. Kendrick with seven. Bruno Mars with six. I mean, he's not he's not black, but I'm just saying. Uh, SZA with five, leading the women this year with five. Khaled with five. No ID with five. Childish Gambino with five. That's just that's just fantastic. I, I I would like all of them to win a Grammy, and I think all of them will. So let's let's start with the big four. Now the big four is album of the year, record of the year, song of the year. Uh, and best new artist. Um, and now it's important to to realize that no matter how diverse and how many rules they change, the Grammys is still a lot about politics. You know, we all know that, you know, there are situations where they're like, yo, if you perform this year, uh, you'll get that nomination. If you perform yada yada you'll do this if you do this for us we'll do this for you there are promises and things switched around and it's really hard for us as just the the watching public we're not in the industry to to know when things are genuine or they've been politicked um but i i just have to ignore that because i don't know i don't know that so i just have to you know go by i have to like you know use you know the experience of watching the grammys and who wins to try and try and figure out how they're going to politic these things um so album of the year and this grammy this award goes to everybody on the album so the songwriters all featured artists producers like if the album wins album of the year then everybody associated with it also gets a grammy so that's tight the nominees Awaken My Love by Childish Gambino, 444 by Jay-Z, Damn by Kendrick Lamar, Melodrama by Lord, and 24 Karat Magic by Bruno Mars. Now, if you don't understand the significance of those five people being nominated, I'll just break it down for you. This is the first time since 1999 that no white male was nominated in the album of the year category. 18 years. 18 years since uh, there has been no white male in the album of the year category. Things got very diverse. Between the big four, there's 20 nominations to go um, between the big four. 16 of them are people of color. Let's let's just get back into it. So, album of the year: Awaken My Love, 444, Damn, Melodrama, 24 Karat Magic. My prediction: Kendrick gets the album of the year Grammy for Damn. Now, you know, like I said, it's politics, so there are gonna be some people where it's like, well, we're gonna give you, you know, we screwed you with Macklemore like two years ago or three years ago, so, and you know, your work was, was great this year, we'll give you album of the year, uh, because you got album of the year, we're gonna give Jay-Z this, yada, yada, yada. I'm pretty sure that the Grammy works a lot like that, so I'm trying to, I try, I'm trying to maneuver the way they maneuver and figure out who they're gonna give these Grammys to, but I think that Kendrick over everybody in that category, deserves Album of the Year. 
I think Damn deserves Album of the Year. So that is my prediction. Let's jump to Record of the Year. Now, there's always, every year, some confusion between Record of the Year versus Song of the Year. Record of the Year goes to the artist and the producer, like the, the recording engineer, the mixer, the mastering engineers, all of those people, the people who actually built the, the record, like the music behind the record and like the performance of that record. Song of the Year is a songwriter's award, so the writers of the record. So Record of the Year nominees... Redbone by Childish Gambino, Despacito by Luis Fonsi and Daddy Yankee featuring Justin Bieber, The Story of OJ by Jay-Z, Humble by Kendrick Lamar, if uh, Kendrick wins that, Mike Will Made It also wins, um, and 24 Karat Magic by Bruno Mars. So, you know, just thinking about the history of the Record of the Year Award and the types of records that win... I think that this record, this not this award will go to one of two people. I think it'll be between 24 Karat Magic and Despacito. And I think that Bruno will take it home. Bruno's going to win, I think, a few awards at this, at this show. You know, he, at the AMAs, the American Music Awards, uh, I think a few weeks, a couple weeks back, he like won like eight of them. So, you know, people are recognizing Bruno this year. And I think the Grammys will follow suit. Um, I think he will get the Record of the Year award. Song of the Year nominees, Despacito by Luis Fonsi, Daddy Yankee, Justin Bieber. 444 by Jay-Z, No ID would also win. Issues by Julia Michaels. 1-800-273-8255 by Logic, Alessia Cara, and Khaled. Um, and then also, That's What I Like by Bruno Mars. Um, James Fauntleroy would also get a win for that. I think without a doubt, this is about songwriting. I think without a doubt, this award goes to Logic in his 1-800-273-8255 song. You know, that song was about, that's the number of the suicide hotline. And that song was about suicide and people who deal with depression and those, those issues. And the song was masterfully done. I think that if we're talking about songwriting, I don't care how deep Jay-Z got in talking about cheating on Beyonce. I don't care what Bruno Mars likes. Like, I think that Logic deserves this award, and I think he will get it. Like, from a social impact, like, I think the Grammys would be stupid to ignore that, and I think that they're smart enough to make that decision. So I think that Logic will win that award. And I hope that happens, because shout out to Logic for winning a Grammy this year, if so. The last of the big four categories, Best New Artist. Nominated is Alessia Cara, Khaled, Lil Uzi Vert, Julia Michaels, and SZA. Now, there's also some confusion with Best New Artist each year. So I'm just going to read just from what the Grammy said. An artist will be considered for Best New Artist if their eligibility year releases achieved a breakthrough into the public consciousness and notably impacted the musical landscape. So, you know, people would say about SZA, like, you know, people been like, yo, SZA been out for a while. Like, I got her, her S project. I got her Z project. Like, this ain't new. But how many of the mainstream people knew about SZA before she released Control? And that's what gets her into the best new artist category because her Control release, you know, skyrocketed her into the mainstream. Um, and I think SZA's gonna win this award. You know, I think... I think Alessia Cara, Khaled, I think they're both great. 
Um, but I, I think, I don't know if like musically they did enough in the past year for the Grammys to really give them that. I feel like the main thing they did last year was be featured on that song with Logic. And I think SZA, just from how much of an impact her album had on her career and how much of a breakthrough she had from it, I think that SZA is going to win Best New Artist. So, you know, this is a big deal. 20 nominations between the big four, 16 are people of color. It's very significant. You know, the Grammys are known for for making historically bad decisions when it comes to who walks away with Grammys. But I think that these nominations are a good start. And, you know, it's been documented, you know, these four awards, those are the big ones. You know, winning one of those awards means that the artist gets to give a speech during the primetime broadcast and they get to get their picture taken with the trophy and it's all over the Internet. And it, you know, it's been documented that it can increase sales for artists um, who receive their awards during the live show. So not just the big four, but any of the awards that are televised, you know, there's the Grammy effect. So, for instance, since 2001, the Album of the Year Award has bumped sales by at least 50% and sometimes by more than 900%. And that was data gathered by NPR. So <laughs> that's a serious bump. So... And it makes sense. You know, people are a lot of people are watching the Grammys and they're like, oh, SZA? Who's SZA? Let me go check out her song. They get on Apple Music the next day and they listen to her song. And there are millions of people doing the same thing. It makes sense. So the fact that the Big Four Awards, 16 chances to get a person of color that win and that, that, that boost from the Grammy effect, that's substantial. And that's that's a big deal for the Grammys. So I'm I'm excited to watch this year and see who walks away with the trophies. So let's jump to the R&B category. Um, first, best R&B performance. So difference between best R&B performance and best R&B song is similar to the record of the year versus song of the year. Uh, performance is for like the performer, so the artist. Um, performing the music and i think also maybe the production but song our best r&b song is just a songwriter's award um best traditional r&b performance i think that's when you get into the you know this is traditional r&b versus this is r&b that like is derivative of traditional r&b you know so trap r&b for instance, would be in under best R&B performance. While if Jill Scott performed something, I don't. I think it would be under traditional. But you know, they're not very clear on the breakdown between R&B and traditional. But that's just my thought of it. So best R&B performance, the nominees are "Get You" by Daniel Caesar featuring Callie Yukis. I probably murdered her name. I need to just figure out how to pronounce that. Sorry, Callie. "Distraction" by Kalani. Hi by Lettucey, That's What I Like by Bruno Mars, The Weeknd by SZA. Now, like when I think about, you know, s- songs that have really blown up this year, out of that list, I think it has to go to SZA. The Weeknd is one of the most popular songs off of her album, and we've already talked about what that album has done for her career. I think Best R&B Performance, I think SZA gets a second Grammy of the night and walks away with one for The Weeknd. It's a dope song, and everybody knows it. Everybody realizes it. It's been remixed so many times. I think the Grammys will recognize that. Best Traditional R&B Performance, the nominees are Laugh and Move On, The Baylor Project, Redbone by Childish Gambino, 
What I'm Feeling by Anthony Hamilton and the Hamiltones, All the Way by Lettucey, Still by Molly Music. Now, I didn't know, I hadn't heard of a few of the songs in this category. Laugh and Move On by The Baylor Project. They're a husband and wife duo that does jazz, blues, R&B. They're really dope. Um, and this song is really dope. I get why it's nominated. Redbone, of course. Anthony Hamilton kills it. Molly Music kills it. Now, when I when I listen to All the Way by Lettucey, like in my head, I was like, ah, maybe Redbone will get it because you know Childish Gambino. They're making a big deal about him this year. They're, he's gonna walk away with at least a grant one Grammy. Maybe this is the Grammy they give him. No, when I listen to All the Way by Lettucey. And I saw the category Best Traditional R&B Performance. There was no doubt in my mind. There was no doubt in my mind. This award is going to Lettucey. The vocal performance on that song, All the Way by Lettucey, is absolutely fantastic. It is one of the best R&B songs I've heard in a long time. So as soon as I heard it, I said, nope, this award goes to Lettucey. And you know... Layla Hathaway, I believe, has won this award like three times or something like that. So Lettucey, I feel like, is in the same vein. So I think, you know, they lean to those type of performances. I think Lettucey, with the way she sung that song, I think this award goes to All The Way by Lettucey. Let's jump to Best R&B Song, a Songwriter's Award. Um, nominees are First Began by PJ Morton, Location by Khaled, Redbone by Childish Gambino, Supermodel by SZA, Pharrell would also get a win. That's What I Like by Bruno Mars, James Fauntleroy would also get a win. I think this is the award that Childish Gambino walks away with. To this point, I haven't, um, I haven't, you know, given him an award. I don't think he'll win any of the awards that I mentioned so far. But Redbone, Redbone will get an award with, you know, it's feature in in get out and just in general you know how out of the box it was and how it can be played on different stations i think that best r&b song i think against the ones in this category even though they're all good i think childish gambino walks away with this award best urban contemporary album so um the difference this is also a bit of confusion the grammy just needs to there's so much confusion between a lot of their categories, um, and it's it's they should they should name them so that they are more clear, so you don't have to do research all the time to figure out what they mean. So there's best R and B album and there's best urban contemporary album. Um, from what I researched, urban contemporary was created because they saw that when it was just best R and B album, you know there was a year where like Chris Brown, um. Chris Brown won a Grammy for best R&B album when there were people in the category um who was it like Kelly Price and El Debarge and they're like wait a minute I <laughs> I mean objectively that just doesn't make sense because you know those are both legends and then there's Chris Brown who you know then there's Chris Brown we'll we'll end it there so you know, there was a guy who was in the committee of people uh, in the academy, and he decided to create this category. So this category is for artists that, um, what were the exact words? So let me find it. So this is for albums that contain at least 51% playing time 
of contemporary vocal tracks that are derivative of R&B. So it uses R&B elements to create a new, you know, type of um, R&B, but it's not your traditional R&B. Old school R&B albums wouldn't really fall under urban contemporary. That would be under regular R&B. So, you know, that real slow paced, you know, type R&B um, you know, those, those, those that, um, are more like what we would have gotten in the old school. That's not urban contemporary. Urban contemporary is those who have taken R&B and kind of transformed a little bit into a new type. So you'll understand when you hear the nominees, the nominees are free black by black, uh, awaken my love by childish Gambino, American teen by Khaled control by SZA and Starboy by uh the weekend so you know that makes sense that makes sense none of those albums are you know just straight r&b you know they they're r&b albums because you know we know what r&b is in today's day and age um but they've they're derivative of r&b you know they've changed it a little bit it's more contemporary so i think this goes to childish gambino i think he wins his second Grammy of the evening um and he wins for Awaken My Love because that project was you know it's the epitome of a urban contemporary album you know he took hip hop he took soul he took funk um he took blues he took all of that and he merged it together into an an experimental album that wasn't like anything we had heard from him before and I think over Black Khaled SZA and The Weeknd I think Childish Gambino wins this award um if he doesn't win it, I have to say it goes to SZA because I think they really want to give awards to them. But I just think this goes to Childish Gambino. By my prediction, SZA would have already won two awards, one including a Big Four award. So I think that Childish Gambino can walk away with these two in the R&B category. To wrap up R&B, best R&B album, we have Let Love Rule by Lettucey, we have Freudian by Daniel Caesar, we have 24 Karat Magic by Bruno Mars, we have Gumbo by PJ Morton, and we have Feel the Real by Music Soulchild. Now let me preface this by saying, I think that Freudian by Daniel Caesar deserves this award. That, out of these five albums, was the best R&B album. Easily. But... I think that, you know, judging by how the Grammys likes to award pop stars and pop categories, you know, more than usual, and how I mentioned that Bruno's getting a lot of recognition this year, and the Grammys will try to replicate that, I think that beyond the Big Four award for record of the year, I think Bruno will win Best R&B Album. And... If Daniel Caesar wasn't in this category, I wouldn't have a problem with it. 24 Karat Magic was great, and it, it was R&B. Like, he, he, he took so many R&B elements and, and you know, interpolated into his album and crafted his album. It was a great album, but I think Freudian was better. I think Freudian should win. I think 24 Karat Magic will win. So let's jump into the rap categories. And, you know, like I thought early in this year... um. Most of these categories are going to come down to will Jay-Z win or will Kendrick Lamar win? Like that was a tough choice I had. So I will preface this by saying, considering that I gave Kendrick album of the year, I think that the Grammys will consider that. So, you know, in my opinion, if you win album of the year, how do you not win best rap album? 
if you if you have the album of the year, then you also have the best rap album, correct? But I think that so I'm gonna skip one and let's just jump to album. Let's jump to best rap album. I think that because Kendrick won, it, in my opinion, in my prediction, I think Kendrick will win album of the year. So I think that they will give Jay Z best rap album. That's just, I just think that they'll be like, look, we gave you album of the year, so you can't be mad that you don't win best rap album. We're, we want to give Jay-Z something. I think Jay-Z will win best rap album. The nominees are 444, Damn, Culture by Migos, Layla's Wisdom by Rhapsody, Flower Boy by Tyler the Creator. R- serious congratulations to Migos, Rhapsody, and Tyler the Creator for getting nominees. It seems like the Grammys, they're paying a little bit more attention to those artists that really deserve, you know, the nominations for best rap album and just not handing them out to like Rick Ross and stuff like that, like the nominations. So it's a, it's, it's a big deal that they were nominated, but Jay-Z and Kendrick, that's what it comes down to this year. I think Jay-Z wins best rap album. So let's backtrack a little bit to best rap slash sung performance. So these are for, you know, a solo or collaborative performance containing both elements of R&B melodies and rap. The nominees are Problems by Black, Crew by Gold Link, Brent Fayez and Shy Glizzy, Family Feud by Jay-Z and Beyonce, Loyalty by Kendrick Lamar and Rihanna, Love Galore by SZA, Travis Scott. I don't think the Grammys will pass up a an opportunity to award both Jay-Z and Beyonce a Grammy. So I think Family Feud wins this. I had a tough time in thinking who would get it other than them. I don't think it will be Problems by Black. I don't think it would be Crew by Gold Link. I think May it could go to Love Galore by SZA. You know, they might be, you know, trying to get back in Kendrick's good graces, might give it to him. I, I think it's gonna go to Jay-Z though. This would be his second Grammy of the evening. Um according to my prediction. So I think he'll walk away with it. Best rap song. Um, Bodak. This is now consider this is a songwriter's award. Best rap song. The nominees are Bodak Yellow by Cardi B. Kodak Black would also get a Grammy. Chase Me by Danger Mouse. Run the Jewels and Big Boy. Humble by Kendrick Lamar. Sassy by Rhapsody. The Story of OJ by Jay-Z. No ID would also win. I think this award goes to Humble. Humble was, um, you know, you know, a, a big song this year. Um, definitely a song of the year cat- uh, candidate. I mean, not actually. I think it, like, not the category. Just in general, I think it was one of the best songs of the year. And it was nominated for Record of the Year. I think they're going to to give Kendrick some rap Grammys. It, you know, we've already given Jay-Z two of them. I think Kendrick will win um, Best Rap Song for Humble. Um, so in the rap category, we've got I've got Cardi B winning Bodak. Oh, sorry, I didn't talk about that. Best Rap Performance. Um, the nominees are Bounce Back by Big Sean, Bodak Yellow for Cardi B, 444 by Jay-Z, Humble by Kendrick Lamar, Bad and Bougie by Migos and Lil Uzi Vert. Cardi B will win a Grammy this year. Now, honestly, I thought it was a toss-up. So there's Best Rap Performance, which is about the artist and the music. Best Rap Song is about the songwriting. So Humble and Bodak Yellow are nominated in both categories, and I think one of them will win either of them. Either Cardi B will win 
Best Rap Performance or Best Rap Song for Bodeg Yellow, or Kendrick will win Best Rap Song or Best Rap Performance for Humble. I had to think about it, and I was like, okay, well, which one lyrically and, and like songwriting is more likely to get it humble of course which one from the performance and the artist is bound to get it bodak yellow so that's why i decided bodak yellow will win best rap performance uh humble will get best rap song although it could easily flip-flop so just remember that i said that um very quickly i want to talk about um a couple miscellaneous categories so one mainly best music video um up all night by beck makiba or makaba by jane the story of oj by jay-z humble by kendrick lamar 1-800-273-8255 by logic alessia carr and Khaled. um i think objectively humble was the best music video out of out of this uh, category, out of, yeah, out of these nominees. I'm not talking about the message. I'm talking about, if we're just talking about the best music video, it was Humble. Humble was on formation levels. Like, that. that's not even a hot take. That's facts. Like, as far as, like, the, the, like, the music video and the visuals and the crafting of it and the layers, I think Humble is on the level as formation. Um, so I think there's no doubt about it that Kendrick gets a... Um, Grammy for Humble. So by my um, predictions, I have Kendrick out of the categories uh, I mentioned, which are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 14 categories that I have made predictions for. I have Kendrick walking away with uh, 1, 2... I have Kendrick walking away with three Grammys. I have Jay-Z walking away with two. I have SZA walking away with two. I have Childish Gambino walking away with two. I have Bruno Mars walking away with two. Uh, Logic gets one. Cardi B gets one. Lettucey gets one. Um, so that's those are my predictions. Now, last year, I only did 13 categories. I don't think I did Best Music Video. I don't think there were any hip-hop or R&B artists uh, considered last year but last year i got nine out of 13 so that's that's a good percentage so i think i'm learning how to play this game let's see if i can raise that to like you know a 11 out of 14 would be great this year but we'll see we'll see um so some other categories that you should just keep your eyes on because there are some people nominated um that uh you know for the culture i will be rooting for Best New Age Album, NDRE was nominated. She could win for her album Song Versation, Medicine. Best Reggae Album, Damian Marley could win. He was nominated for Stony Hill. Best Comedy Album, Dave Chappelle or Kevin Hart could win for their respective, um, you know, comedy uh, tours and albums. Um, the Hidden Figure soundtrack was nominated for Best Compilation Soundtrack for Visual Media. So this could mean a win for Pharrell, Layla Hathaway, Janelle Monae, Kim Burrell, Alicia Keys, and Mary J. Blige. But it's important to note that they will be going up against Moana and La La Land in that category. So that's a tough one. Um, Pharrell could also get Best Score Soundtrack for Visual Media for Hidden Figures because he did the score. Common could win Best Song Written for Visual Media for their, his song Stand Up for Something from the Marshall movie about Thurgood Marshall. Um, there's the Producer of the Year Award, non-classical. Um, 
No ID could win that award. So he's going up against, you know, a lot of people who have actually done stuff in hip-hop and R&B this year. Calvin Harris, um, he produced Don't Quit, that DJ Khaled song, which had Travis Scott and Jeremiah, um, his Funk Wave Bounces Volume 1 album. Greg Kirsten, um, he produced Love by Kendrick Lamar off of Damn. Um, also, Dust Till Dawn by Zayn. Uh, Blake Mills, he produced Darkness and Light by John Legend. He produced God Only Knows by John Legend and Cynthia Erivo. Um, No Idea, of course, produced America by Logic, which had Black Thought, Chuck D, Big Limbo in it. Uh, he also produced Vic Mensa's entire project, The Autobiography, and Jay-Z's Project 444. And then the stereotypes are also nominated. They produced Before I Do by Seven Streeter, Better by Little Yachty, uh, Finesse by Bruno Mars, Mo Bounce by Iggy Azalea, Sunshine by Kyle featuring Miguel, and That's What I Like featuring Bruno. So kind of a stack, I mean, by Bruno, kind of a stack category, but no ID Kawakwe would have win, so I'll be rooting for him there. Um, and then finally, the Defiant Ones could win for Best Music Film, so obviously be rooting for that. Um, so finally, let's talk about the snubs. Um, there weren't many, but I mean, first off, you'll notice that you didn't hear anything about Drake. Um, that wasn't because he was snubbed. Apparently, Drake just didn't submit More Life or any songs from More Life for awards this year. Um, there has been no discussion as to why from, or any comments as to why from Drake 40 or anyone at the OVO Sound Camp. So I'm a, I'm, I'm curious about that. Um, I'm especially curious how the people who are featured on More Life feel about that because, you know, if they deliver, you know, some great performances, you know, maybe they would want Drake to submit it so they could, you know, have the possibility of getting nominated because, you know, they're on a song with Drake. So I'm just curious as to how that dynamic works, but he didn't submit, so don't think Drake got snubbed, he just didn't submit. Um, Best Rap Album, Vince wasn't nominated for Big Fish Theory, Vince Staples, and he was definitely in the eligibility period. Joey Badass wasn't nominated for All-American Badass. Um, J. Cole wasn't nominated for For Your Eyes Only. There's been a lot of backlash about that album. I don't understand it. I think the album was great. It, of course, it wasn't as good as 2014 Forest Hills Drive, but I thought it was a pretty great project. But people love to slander J. Cole, so that's just... That's just what it is in this culture at this point. Um, more importantly, A Tribe Called Quest. Now, Q-Tip is actually very mad about this. He he put out an Instagram post and everything at the Academy. So, And this is where the politics come in. Because if you remember, Q-Tip um, and A Tribe Called Quest performed last year at the Grammys. You know, they did that um, very socially conscious... Um, performance uh, with Busta Rhymes. Um, uh, who else? Who else? Uh, I can't think of who else. Oh, Consequence. Um, you know, they performed like a medley of their songs. Anderson Pac was on the drums. Uh, it was a very political performance. You know, they brought out, you know, the, a lot of Mexicans, Muslims, and, like, people Trump had discriminated against. They performed We the People. You know, Q-Tip was shot and resist at the end. It was, a, it was one of the best performances of the night. 
And, you know, Q-Tip mentioned in his rant, like, yo, we performed last year, did this great performance. And he kind of gave the inclination that maybe, like, yo, we performed. We thought that maybe we'd get some recognition. Like, maybe there was a, a little politic in there. And then they were completely snubbed for best rap album for their for their album. Um, so, you know, it, it was the last Tribe Called Quest album. Like, I mean, even if they didn't win, like, it's their last album. Like, they don't get a nomination. It was a dope album. It was one of the best rap albums from last year. So it deserved to to get a nomination, you know, like, not to um, call out or belittle anybody in the best rap album category, but uh, A Tribe Called Quest didn't deserve a, a, a nomination over Migos. Like word so there were a few snubs and as they always are but i will say that there aren't as many as there usually are and i'm very impressed by the diversity in the big four categories i'm excited about it i i can't wait to watch the grammys in um a couple of months so those are my predictions hopefully uh, out of the 14 categories i can you know have a positive percentage as far as my correct predictions but that is all for the Dig Deeper segment this week. Um, thank you all for listening uh, to Thinking Outside the Boombox in this week's episode. Um, hopefully I'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Tell your friends, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. But mostly tell your friends. Like, Just let them know about this podcast. Let them know what we're doing here, where they can get their information. Let them know about thinkingoutsidetheboombox.com. Um, you know, this is for us, you know, that's what I do it for. So thank you all for listening. Um, uh, this has been thinking outside the Boombox, your number one source for hip hop and R&B news. Peace. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.